welcome to the podcast from Forbes Life India brought to you in association with theindicast.com my name is abhishek and this issue puts uh, leander pays on the cover page it has uh, uh, various uh, stories like that of a rockstar designer of chandeliers who did not go to a design school another one on a fashion designer from india who made his name in new york contemporary art museums in india and uh, many more pieces including a train journey through russia and Joining me on the call is Avilasha Khaitan, editor Forbes Life India, to discuss what the first issue of the new year has in store for all of us. Hi, Avilasha. Hi, hi, Abhishek. Let's talk about the cover story, Leander Pays. Now, he's a guy who has been around since I was in school, uh, 96. I think I was in eighth standard when he won the bronze. Today, 10 years into my work experience, he's still going strong at 42, and he will be gunning for the Rio Olympics. He just keeps going on and on every year. Uh, yeah, Abhishek. So, in a sense, uh, that leads us to what we wanted to start the year with was with inspiration. And uh, when you look at someone like a Leander Pace, you sort of feel bad about complaining about things like you know creaking bones and oh God, time has passed me by because I'm no longer 22 or whatever. Because at 42, he's exactly uh, my age. I'm also born in 73. So you sort of feel that much more motivated if you read the piece written by uh, Kathakali Chanda, who is uh, one of our finer writers in the Forbes team. as well as a hardcore sports enthusiast uh, and she uh, in the course of her interview matched Leander ball for ball literally in terms of tennis facts and he was really impressed with her knowledge and she was the right person to be doing the story and what she brought to light is the fact that his trajectory even though it seems like this guy has uh, you know got it all and it's actually been the, uh, on the dint of a lot of hard work and uh, battling the odds i think it's a story for the ages uh, literally and uh, time is sort of uh, of essence when it comes to physical sport but if there are enough people out there there's a roger federer who's uh, in his early 30s who's still sort of going strong tendulkar played uh, also till the age of 41 and martina navratilova 49 whom At pace 49, calls her yeah, his exactly. role model yeah for him sometimes you know i i write in my edit that age is not just a number but for people like leander it is probably just a number in yeah and and he is in a grueling sport which needs you to have split second reflexes yeah. stamina on the court for hours and and he writes right i think he said in his uh, chat with the author that nothing prepares you like practice he spends hours and hours on the court at various venues of the world it's all about effort really you know i mean so many management books have been written yes. about that <laughs> that you can be brilliant you can have all the creative genius in the world but it all boils down to effort and uh, i think any success story we've ever written about both in forbes india or in forbes life has never really been about just the person's brilliance in terms of you know having that skill set which is over and above anybody else it's also been about doing something with it and this is yet another one which sort of befuddles the mind and kicks us in the ass as it were <laughs> and then as agassi uh, wrote in his autobiography and i quote leander pace came across as quote a flying jumping bean a bundle of hyperkinetic energy with the tour's quickest hands and yet avilash at the same time if you hear leander pace in the commentary box from the commentary box rather during wimbledon he comes across as a very you know calm minded and when he says his sentences it is half the speed at which i am speaking or you and i are speaking right now he's a very measured person abhishek 
from what uh, one reads and from what one has seen even when he answers those questions he's very articulate he will only say as much as he needs to say so i think uh, it's all part of riding the storm as it were right you know, having contended with even a massive uh, health scare at one point of time i think uh, all of that kind of adds up to the personality which is uh, intense on court and measured of it right and we wish him well for for the olympics this year yes Take us through a few of the other highlights of Elisha in in this issue. As I said, inspiration sort of became a recurrent uh, recurring theme in this issue. So we looked at a couple of very interesting uh, stories which get, went into the from sports straight to another form of art, as it were, which is uh, product design, which is one of the hottest verticals in design currently. Our uh, senior uh, art director Benu Joshi Rauth worked on that. piece where she coordinated with uh, a few of the leading product designers in India and got them to reinvent sort of everyday concepts into innovative it's quite inspiring to see what they have done with something as basic as pavement design turned into a smart pavement or uh, which even changes colors uh, according to you know certain changes which it experiences so you keywords like ergonomic and uh, smart will be seen all through those pages so it's it, that's quite an interesting one little things like uh, a clip that holds uh, the clothes to a clothes line yeah. smartly a bus shelter that also emits clean air and you you mentioned ergonomic ergonomic kitchen tongs a fuel dispenser at the petrol pump which tells you exactly what is being filled in yeah. which which is a big problem so these are everyday problems yeah you turn something as if you can turn a clothes clip into something which is of air thing of beauty because it looks really good and into something which is as eco friendly and it's, it's a recyclable thing there is no metal in that it's quite impressive i think you should do more of these stories from diamond yeah. because these are everyday none of these have uh, apart from one of them they're not yet out there because most of them were designed specially for us so hopefully you know someone somewhere will like this and commission these and you know it it will make a difference right and and what else do we have there's world's most attractive stadiums there is a photo gallery there there is a slow train through siberia you commissioned a piece there as well yeah so we always uh, like to look at uh, um, travel as a key part of all our issues because leisure is pretty much defined by the places you can see and the experiences you can get so the writer pratap nair uh, got onto that famous uh, trans siberian train and he, he recounts that journey and as always one starts shocking down get another thing to do before one can no longer do things <laughs> so you know that's an interesting one journalists have a very colorful life uh, vilasha i think during these times you have somebody pay uh, you to do these these trips and write a thousand words but have fun along the way so it's a good life ah uh, it's a, it's not an easy life for people who are uh, out there looking for people to like their story and publish them so i think freelance writers also take a lot of risks to do yeah. what they do because it is an investment none of these trips are cheap but yet at the same time they i think the experience is worth having and writing about so the other story which i wanted to highlight was the whole idea of preserving the legacy of artists you know you see their work but their legacy goes way beyond that right i mean beyond the paintings they create or the artwork that they do if you've been to the nicholas rurik museum and his house near manali it's a revelation as to what you can do and if you visit enough museums outside of india you see that the artists paraphernalia in terms of the equipment and all of that is beautifully displayed and is is both educative as well as uh, interesting to look at 
Jashodara Banerjee has run a lovely uh, recounting of what's happening in India, where there is an increasing move towards archiving not just the artwork of the artists, but also recreating their studios. So you get a sense of how they worked as well, and that gives you a glimpse into so many things she writes, into the artist's personality, into the times in which they worked, into their process. all of that which i think is an education in itself for aspiring artists as well as for people who are interested in art so that's a story which uh, i really enjoyed putting in the magazine this time yes on the same thread you have uh, on the note of art rather you write that there are only a handful museums for modern and contemporary art in india prince of wales you've got a photo gallery there and you have another one documented by fernando moleres the monastic life which speaks into the lives of monks yeah that's been curated by uh, madhu kaparath who looks after photo for forbes life and Uh, these pictures are quite stark and stunning and gives you a glimpse into literally the monastic life visually this is again an issue where you know we we've gone from stadiums which are also works of art really in a sense because each one of them looks stunning and actually we thought of leander we said you know uh, a platform like the wimbledon court is sort of inspiring you talk to any sports person and they would tell you that any athlete it's not like once you're wearing your running shoes you're thinking about where you're running but the thought of performing well at a certain venue always excites uh, the athlete so these are some stadiums which i don't think uh, can fail to excite yes and not just the the majestic uh, look of these stadiums but you know some of them have been acoustically tweaked to ensure that the noise levels of the home crowd yes. is is amplified so yeah. that it intimidates yeah. the the opponent so these are not whimsical designs where you're suddenly putting in something jutting out or somewhere else right. these are all very well thought of scientifically crafted stadiums as well also speaking of science uh, i don't know if you had a chance to read the story on uh, the technology hook as it were where um, anna rulida who's another contributor for forbes life she writes about the uh, whole idea of using the consumer addiction to gadgets as a means for product design and i think since all of us are all addicted to our gadgets we would all be able to testify to the validity <laughs> of her story i think it starts brilliantly it says uh, uh, when does a regular person become a user it's long been an inside joke in tech companies that the word for drug addicts and consumers of technology is the same yes we are all junkies and product designers fully aware of that and they're fully capitalizing on it and you know we all like our new new gizmos so more power to them right uh, have you checked your phone in the midst of this podcast abhilasha No, this be been, it's been firmly planted uh, to my ears. So as soon as the uh, oh, right. finishes, I will go back to it. So, I forget. Yeah. I'm on Skype. Anyway, yes. Uh, uh, a very quick uh, wrap up. Then uh, there's one on Macau, the Portuguese colony that now belongs yes. to China since 99. So that's that's one. That's a lovely one. The lo- couple of illustrations by Mario Miranda, uh, which would be uh, stunning to look at. They look better than the real thing. Uh, his depiction of uh, the time he spent in macau so that's another lovely piece written by a contributor yes there are many more so we'll let uh, our uh, listeners yes. discover them when they pick this one up uh, thank you very much abhilasha for your time thank you so much abhishek and you can follow uh, forbes life india on twitter at forbes life in and abhilasha at abby khetan that's abby khetan leave a note uh, tell us what you think about the podcast and the latest issue that's about it thanks a lot again abhilasha thank you abhishek